My hallelujah, the highest praise belongs to you. What you have to figure out, who is the you? That's something you need to ponder in your own heart. Who is you? It's God. There's only one God. First, giving honor to God. Through his son, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Ghost. Thanking you for my pastor, Terrell F. Jones. All the ministers here at New St. Bethel, my brothers, my deacons, my mom, auntie in the house, Arkansas, to my cousins, to my family, my friends, my co-workers, to just the presence and fellowship of God. I just really, I'm really grateful that I get an opportunity to share actually what I live. I'm more of a doer than really a talker. Well, I could talk a little bit, but... I like to do. And so you were right along my avenue. When you speak missionary, we speak the same language. I love to be around people less fortunate than ourselves and to share with them. And so the passage of scripture that I want to be reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, the ninth chapter, 23 through 26. And I want to pray. And if you can, as, as, I, as we stand, as I pray. Father God, we, we come before you and we stand in your fellowship. We thank you first for your Holy Spirit, for your Son who shed his blood for us. To give us an opportunity, Lord, to stand before you as a vessel willing to be used by you. I'm not standing as a perfect man. But I'm standing as a man used by you that your Holy Spirit is perfect. Now, Lord, carry me that only your footprints will be seen in this message. Again, forgive us, Lord, of our sins. Anything that may prevent us, Lord, from seeing you in the fullness. Father, have your way. And thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let us all say amen. You deserve it. Coming from the Gospel of Luke. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake will save it. For what does a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and that of the Father and that of the holy angels. Can I get a response to the calling? Is what I want to talk about. A response to the calling. You may be seated. You've been to the three o'clock program. Comes to that familiar part of the service. When they ask for a response to the welcome. You ever been a part of that service? Well, that part right there, for some reason, draws crickets. No one wants to stand 
We look around at each other and we elbow each other. Stand up, say something. But I don't know about you, but isn't that the very place where you should have the mindset to stand for God? Shouldn't they try to make some people sit down in that part of the service? But what happens is we become hesitant to give God the welcome he deserves. Then, we, then the scripture tells us that we need to be ready to give a word. Am I right? So we first need to recognize when God is speaking. We ought to present ourselves shoeless in reverence to Christ when we begin to read his word. Amen? Y'all remember Moses? Exodus 3, 5, the burning bush. The bush spoke out, Moses. You talking to me? Moses. Do not come closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Shouldn't we present ourselves holy before God? When we come into the sanctuary, this is holy ground. This is where we need to be fed his word. Shouldn't we be a little more confident to stand for God? So this passage of scripture, Jesus is calling out a welcome to be a disciple. He said to them all, which to me is an invitation to those that are standing in his midst. The one thing I love about Christ, he does not discriminate. His main objective is to use men to become fishers of men. So he's calling out. He said, if any man, now, first of all, before we go, there's an if factor. He did say if. If you look right there in the passage, I don't know. If you don't have your glasses on, let me help you out. It says if. That meaning that you need to align yourself. Ifs means to communicate a process of becoming a disciple. If meaning that you cannot be hesitant to respond to his calling. So he's giving us a choice. If. Now, Peter, if you want to come, if. You want to come, if. There's an if always presented before you. If any consolation for Christ. If there's any fellowship with the Spirit. If there's any comfort of love. If. So, Jesus communicates the process of becoming a disciple when he said, if any man will come after me. We align ourselves with his lordship. We need to be seeking the straight path. He says, set your mind on things of above and not on things of this earth where the mobs and rust destroy, where the thieves can break in and steal. So when he say if, we already under, make, come to an understanding and the conclusion, it's not about the stuff, it's about your spirit. He's calling you, not your stuff. You remember the rich ruler? 
In another gospel, he spoke to the rich ruler, and the rich ruler was like, oh, left with his head. Then he said, he, he spoke this word, if any man would deny himself, pick up his cross, and now come. It's an ultimatum. It's coming to an understanding that when God presents himself to you, that's a blessing. He's pointing at me. And so there's three steps that need to be taken in this journey. The first step to the response is to deny yourself. You say, well, what does it mean to deny myself? Giving up personal control over your life. Oh, somebody's not going to like that. You mean I have to give up my personal control? You mean I? Yes. Or for, for, for another uh, uh, terminology, it says forsaking your own agenda and completely comply with God's agenda. I'm just saying. So in other words, we really have to be submissive to the calling of God. Amen? And when we use that word, can I use another word? Because submissive right now is like a cuss word in the church. Is it just me? When you say submissive, you know what I mean? No, for real. That's because the enemy has came into our hearts and our minds and preventing us from standing in the word that God has presented to us. So can I say surrender? Is that okay? Can we surrender? Can you come with your hands lifted up before God? So then deny yourself. Believing that there's some things that we need to take place. Deny yourself comes with first with repentance. Now, if I don't recognize that I have an issue, how can I move forward with the Lord? Deny yourself means accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. Anybody accepted Christ as Lord and Savior? Anybody confess that Jesus Christ really is Lord? Anybody believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died and rose on the third day? You know, a lot of people, you know, they come to Christ, but for some reason they haven't denied themselves. There's work to be done. You get on this road, whatever you used to do beforehand, I'm sorry, it's over. It's over. We're doing a 180-degree turn. I'm turning my eyes off of here and I'm looking toward the light. But what happens, there's a resistance that needs to take place. The book, of, the book of James, that fourth chapter around that seventh verse says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Resistance takes some building up. I don't know about you, but I, I watched the commercial, so I'm going to use this analogy. You ever heard of the Bowflex? little resistance. I mean, you can tell I ain't on no boat flex. I'm just going to throw that out there. But it's, it's built to build you up through resistant rods. They took away the dead weight because, you know, we need a spotter when we try to hit that iron. You know what I mean? If you don't have a spotter, you lift too much. It's a problem. You know what I mean? But there's resistance that needs to take place. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's the point where you understand that God is really working. That's where the fight starts. When you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you've been out there in that world, and when you come and accept Christ, that's where the fight begins, guys. It ain't easy. It takes some time to empty out that dirty water and pour you in some clean. But it takes some time, amen? I don't know about you, but I'm still trying to empty out some things out of my heart. 
Because God is just that big in my life. He's worth it. Do he deserve the glory? You got to ask yourself, do he deserve it? We'll sing a song in a minute, but do you really believe in the song? Amen. You know what I mean? Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Did you really? He says, sing songs and hymns in harmony with him. You know, if I sing a song, I'm kind of want to like follow it. Like, hey, you know what? This says something about Jesus. You know what I mean? Amen. We have to be deliberate in our approach to Christ. At some point, we have to stop and render an assessment of ourselves, kind of like the Apostle Paul. Remember Apostle Paul, right? A Pharisee, circumcised on the eighth day. But he said, man, everything that I've learned up until the point I met Jesus is crap. I thought I knew something. I thought I was doing something, but that's us. When you meet Jesus, man, it's a transformation. You know what I mean? He said, present your body, that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Then he breaks it down. Be not conformed to that world no more, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew the mind? By If you don't read the word, you'll never be renewed. You can trust what mama said. But that's good. It, it, it'll hold you down for a certain point. But after that, you got to get it for yourself. I'm going to stand for the response. You know, I go to church. I already got it prepared. Oh, man, my brothers and sisters, I know they're not going to stand. But I love God that much to where I don't care where I go, I'm going to stand. Because I got to let him know it's real in my life. Is it real in your life? We really have to make that understanding that it's, that it's real in my life. You say, but how do I deny myself? Romans, the 13th chapter, helps me out. He says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no plans to satisfy the fleshly desires. Anybody ever lived in darkness? I don't know about you, but I, I think about the, the miners, you know, when they go down into the little mining caves, you know. I don't know about you, but I'm scared of the dark. Still. That's Lionel Richie's song, if you, you know, Still. I'm scared of the dark. I'm a grown man, but leave the power on for me. You know what I'm saying? I know I'll be having the smud high in those little janitorial buildings. They's like, why is that smud so high? Because I got all your lights on. Every last one of them. But isn't it something that when you go into a dark cave, you know those miners, they have the little helmet on, but then they have the little light. The light shines through darkness. You can see at a distance when you have the light in your life. And the good thing, I'll be, I mean, you can have a flashlight here, but you're going to miss some stuff. For some reason, wherever I point my head, wherever direction that I want to walk in, the light will guide you. Hallelujah. That's a hallelujah. The light is guiding me. I'm not talking about trials, tribulations, circumstances. We all going to go through that. But can you put on the Lord Jesus Christ? Every morning, the Bible says I need to die daily. Anybody died today? When you woke up this morning, we get another opportunity to serve the Lord. Look at all the people burn out. You know that's an opportunity to go out and give. If you got some clothes and things packed up, do me a favor, get with me, pack your stuff up, and I'll deliver it. Because there's some people right now need that. Now, this is when the church needs to stand up and be seen. And look, be humble about it. We don't have to sound alarm trumpet. But just, come on, man. 
There's some people need. I had my, my lead. I, my lead on Thursday. I go to her desk. She, she's, she's been working for HealthNet for 30 years. She's a year younger than my mama, but she my lead, though. And I went to her desk just to talk to everybody. She's like, oh, my God, Chris, my daughter's house just got burned down. I'm like, what? In paradise. Paradise got burnt down. There's only one paradise that we, we aiming for, and that's heaven. That's a place nobody can touch. And so as we sit here today, that's, that's our aim. So if, if you do nothing else in your life, let's start the first step and deny yourself. Deny yourself. So we denied ourselves. And so the next step, he said, deny yourself. Now pick up the cross daily. What does that mean to you to pick up the cross daily? It's making a commitment that can lead to rejection or even death. The Romans forced them to, the, the condemned criminals, to carry a part of the tools of their execution to their place of death. Well, I don't know about you, but on this road, we can die. She just gave you the testimony this morning. Her dad was out on the road preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and somebody tried to take his life. Why did they try to take his life? Because you're speaking about the King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't know about you, but that just brought joy to my heart. How many really want to die on this road? Man, we're going to die on this road. And it just brought me to, uh, uh, just to mind when we're out there on the mission on the third Saturday. I'm sending a plug out on the third Saturday of each, each month. I'm down on, on, Fort, on North 10th Street, blessing people that's less fortunate. If you want to come out, that's a plug. But what can happen out there? It's a lot that can happen out there, people. But I don't even think about the fear of it. I think about the love of it. I think about connecting to somebody that needs to see the light shine in your life. We have to turn the page, people. It's easy to do ourselves, but picking up that cross is going to take some seriousness. We need to be serious about God. It's easy to do whatever you want to do. Do your thing. Do your thing. You got the house, the cars, all that. Okay, that's good. God do bless. He give us provision. But what is our main objective? Our main objective is to lift up on the name of Jesus. Everything we do once we deny ourselves, now we're taking up this cross, is to lift up the name of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. You ever been character assassinated? Because you fully committed to doing the work of the Lord? Well, don't worry, because that's taking up the cross. You ever been talked about, slandered? Don't worry, y'all. That's taking up the cross. Somebody, you ever had faith? that no one else believed that God can heal your body and they let you down and they cut the plug off, guess what? Don't worry. That's taking up the cross. God will stand for you when nobody else will stand. When he was in the, in the book of Acts, the, Stephen, before they stoned Stephen, he looked up, he said, look, I see the son of man standing at the right hand of God. I'm here to tell you when times get rough, you might look up, Jesus Christ will be standing for you. Are you standing for God today? Are you willing to bear this cross? Are you willing to take it up? I don't know about you, it gets heavy sometimes. It gets hard. But the more I open up the Bible, I'm down on my knees, I'm down on my luck, I'm feeling bad, nobody can help me. I need encouragement. Isn't it something that you can open up the Bible 
And he said, no height, no depth, no principality, no power can separate you from the love of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I began to stand up straight. And then it says, just put on the full armor of God. I began to stand up a little bit taller. I began to stand up for what he said because his words will not lie. When I look at the Bible, it says, you are my strong tower. I could run to you and be safe. I don't know about you, but I begin to get ready every morning when I look at the Bible. And it says, look, if there's any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship with the spirit, he said, fulfill ye my joy. He said, be like minded, having the same love and the same mind. Listen, do nothing for vain ambition and vain conceit. But he said, in the loneliness of your mind, bless others better than you bless yourself. Look not only on your own concerns, but also on the concerns of others. And then he went, went a little bit further. He said, let this mind be in you that's always in Christ Jesus. That's hope, y'all. It's nothing, nothing we can do without the hope of the word. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, Matthew 11.30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you heavy people, call on the name of Jesus. That's what I do. I'm not a perfect man, but I'm trying every day. He said, put your thoughts into subjection. The things that you think of, put that into subjection. That's what Paul wrote to us. The book of Thessalonians uh, 3.13 says, Brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. I'm telling you out here, sometimes I get tired. I look around, and there's only like two people really serving the Lord. And you begin to like, well, where everybody at? Let me tell you something. He always worked with a remnant. So if you're the remnant, keep on pushing. If you're the remnant, keep on lifting up on the Lord. If you're the remnant, don't worry. Be happy. I wish I had somebody who can whistle that thing for me right now. <laughs> I love that song. Hey, don't worry, be happy. There's a lot we can do be sad about. We got people, like I said, got burnt out. How do you think they feel today? But how do you think they will feel if someone as like us that love the Lord step up to them and say, hey, I know you got burnt out, but here's a token of our appreciation to you. Here, there's something we're trying to do to help. How do you think they will feel? Have y'all ever seen somebody smile that's in despair? Let me, give you, let me give you a testimony. I love out there on the mission. I do. I really do. I know what I need to be. We could preach all day in the pulpit. That's good. But I know where I need to be. I was with one of my co-laborers. And we, we, we sharing. We blessing the people. And, and we, we, my brother Pete gave us good stuff, hoodies and stuff. Man, them people lined up to receive something that they really could use. Because it's cold right now, and I know right now it came in hand. But we working, and we working, and we almost done, and I just happened to look down, and I was like, where are your shoes? She was like, this lady came up, and she said, do you have any shoes? And she said, I asked her, what size do we don't have shoes this week, but we'll try, but what size are they? She said, 10. She was like, oh, my God, I wear a 10. Do you know she took her shoes off of her own feet and blessed somebody else less fortunate than ourselves? 
I don't know about you, but the word of God declares to look. Don't don't bless nobody in word and 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 speech, but in deed. That's deed. And the, the the biggest thing I got of it, she never did say anything. A lot of us we flow show. Yeah, I had to give my shoes. No, she didn't say a word until it was all over. I had to look down and I was like, wow. But y'all know I had to help across the street because it was kind of bumpy. So <laughs> come on, grab that shoulder. Yeah, you gave your shoes up, but look. People in dire need of what we need, what we have is the light of the Lord in our heart. So you pick up the cross, you, you, you deny yourself, you pick up the cross, and now he said, come on, now you can follow me. Anybody willing to follow God? No, we're in a day and time where we just don't want to follow God. But every time I think of the blood that is shed, you heard the story. Every time you come to church, you might hear, this, hear the story. They hung him high. They pitched him in his side. The blood that he shed for the remission of our sins. It was because of Jesus. That didn't go. He had to be buried for three days in a borrowed tomb. But the, the fact of the matter, he got up. He got up with all power and authority in his hand. Have he got up in your heart today? I'm talking about the Jesus that, that stood for the world, for the whole entire world to see him. He said, look, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto thee. Is there a response to the calling today? Is there a response to what Jesus did on Calvary's cross? I'm not going to scream at you this morning. I'm not going to try to get you revved up because this is a serious point and a serious matter in life. There's three steps that we need to do. Deny yourself. Pick up the cross. And now come on and follow me. It's serious today, people. I thank God for an opportunity just to follow him. God is real in your life. If he's real in your life, give God a hand of praise if he's real in your life. Give God a hand of praise if he's real in your life. I'm just grateful that I could just speak about somebody that I really live for. I really live for Christ. I'm really every day trying to turn my life around. It's a constant effort. But he's calling on disciples. How many of you are willing to follow Christ? Tell somebody else. Share it with somebody else. When you leave this sanctuary today, share it with somebody else. That's the key. I could talk all day, but that's the key is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone else. Thank you for your ear. God bless you. Praise the Lord.